welcome to the Seeds Church Podcast. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and on our Apple and Spotify podcasts. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message from our Sunday service. Good morning. Welcome to Seeds Church. Today we have a special prepared message for you, our online community. Um, Jonathan has pre-recorded a special message just for you. It's great to have you with us. If you are joining us live on Sunday with um, on our Seeds Online platform, um, jump on the chat, say hello. Um, our hosts would love to chat with you. They'd love to pray with you. If you have got any prayer needs or requests or praise reports, we'd love to hear how God has been working in your life, particularly in this um, special season. Speaking of special seasons, Friday and Saturday are huge days in the life of our church. And you may have had a special invitation in your letterbox if you live locally to the 5159 area, um, where you are invited to join us for Road to Christmas, uh, where we have our car park turned into Bethlehem and um, it's a fantastic community outreach. There are still um, a number of opportunities to serve in that space. So if you would like to, please email or give us a call. Um, you can email us at info at seedschurch.org. Um, there are a number of roles that are still required um, for the event to run smoothly. And we're also looking for some help for the build. Um, so if that's something that you can help with during the week, that would be fantastic. Um, also to let you know um, and make you aware of our Christmas services, um, we have um, our family service on Christmas Eve at 5pm. Um, we have a 7pm service and this will also be online. This will be available online to our online community. And 11 p.m. we have a special candlelit service and that's always a really special, beautiful service. So I encourage you uh, to, to join us for all or one of those services. Christmas Day, um, we will also have one service and that will be at 9 a.m. So we look forward to joining with you in this special season of celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Sit back and enjoy today's message from our senior pastor, Jonathan Davies. Well, my friends, it's my joy to preach to you, uh, to our online campus uh, and online community. Uh, as you can see, I'm in a different location. I'm actually in my home, uh, pre-recording this because of what we've got going on on uh, Sunday Live, uh, which is different than what we're going to present uh, to our online campus. So I'm glad to be able to speak to you directly. I've got a word just for you. God has put it on my heart. I've been preparing this all week and I'm excited to know, to see what God is going to do in and through what I'm saying and in your life as well. So I've got my stuff here on my laptop and um, I hope that um, what I bring to you brings a freshness and a newness to you. And right at the end of uh, my sermon, uh, I'll give you a little bit of moment because I'll pray and it's a little bit of, little bit of time there, but I'm going to bring communion as well. So, uh, I've got the communion, I've got the Bible reading, benediction, and, uh, the sermon. So I'm excited to what God is going to do. 
We continue our series of A New Light Has Come as we walk our way into Advent. You know, we love light. That's, that's pretty true. We established that with the power outage a few weeks ago. And I'm, you know, I, I was thinking about um, light, thinking about my bedroom. And uh, I'm fortunate to have a skylight in, in my bedroom almost above my bed. And in that, uh, when, when at night time, on many nights, you know, like I can hear the rain uh, come down and, and I can hear it like really clearly on the, on the night. Um, but what I can also hear is, or hear, what I can also see is the moonlight and the stars. And it's, it's, it's wonderful to see the stars twinkling and to see the moon in its different phases. Uh, it's extraordinary. Of course, it reminds me of that joke that I might have told before, but it's, it's a really good one. Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson decided to go on a camping trip. And after dinner and a bottle of wine, they lay down for the night and go to sleep. Some hours later, Holmes awaked and nudged his faithful friend, Watson, Watson, look up at the sky and tell me what you see, says Sherlock Holmes. Watson replies, well, I see millions of stars. So what does it tell you? And Watson, being the intelligent fellow that he is, pondered for a few moments and says, well, astronomically, tells me there are millions of galaxies and potentially billions of planets. Astrologically, it, I observe that Saturn is in Leo, and horologically, I deduce that the time is approximately a quarter past three. Theologically, I can see that God is all-powerful and that we are small and insignificant. Meteorologically, I can suspect that we will have a beautiful day tomorrow. What does this tell you, Holmes? Holmes was silent for a moment, then spoke. Watson, you idiot, someone has stolen our tent. But light, it is important to us. See if you can remember to tell that at Christmas time. But light, it is just so important to us. Many of us enjoy daylight savings when we get some extra hours in the evening times when we get home from work. Um, although I've got to say, the mozzies are pretty bad at the moment, aren't they? Especially here in um, Adelaide Hills. Where would we be without light? I suppose the answer is, of course, in the dark. This Christmas time, we need to make room for the light. And sometimes the busyness of this year is like a darkness trying to threaten us and overtaking us, pushing us into uh, the point of um, pushing us to a point where we forget the reason for the season. The reason we're all about. And so I want to say well done on viewing this and reminding yourself about the light. Well done taking the time in the busyness of this season that whatever, whether you're watching this on Sunday morning or during the week, uh, well done. How about while we're having this conversation, while I'm speaking, when when the final song plays, when we're doing communion, how about just take a deep breath. And let the stress dissipate from you as the Holy Spirit brings light and life of God's presence in your life. You know, I'm encouraging all those who are close to Seeds Aberfoyle to to get on board with Road to Christmas and participate as much as you can, not to add something else to your life, but to remind ourselves again and again and again of who Jesus is 
and his uniqueness in coming to the world and shining Jesus into our suburb, which is the best Christmas present we can give our suburb. So let me lead you in prayer and then we're going to read the Bible together. Lord, in these few moments, speak to us, please. Help us to see bigger, broader, further. Help your light to shine into our lives, to who we are, to where we're going. Desperately need your light this Christmas time. And be true to your word. Be the one that brings light into our world. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. So if you've got your Bibles, can you please open to Psalm 139 and verses 7 to 12. Psalm 139, 7 to 12. It's, it's not your normal Advent Bible reading, but it's in keeping with our light theme. And it tells us the results of light coming into our world. God's light illuminating our light. So let me read to you from Psalm 139 and from verses 7 to 12. And because I'm old, I need glasses. Here we go. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your right hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be night to you. For the night will shine like day, for darkness is as light to you. Amen. What a beautiful reading. Of course, this is the famous psalm from the famous psalm author, King David, the one who seems to know how to He's just got this knack, hasn't he, of burying his soul and putting it into words that that somehow seem to resonate deeply with our being. And the beginning of the psalm describes how complete God's knowledge of David as an individual is. And he's reflecting on how much God actually understands him and gets him. And then in verse 7, David asks a series of questions, rhetorical questions. He moves from statements that he has in the start of the psalm, to wonderings. Wondering aloud about the extent of God's presence. I I reckon he knows the answers, but he's musing and he's pondering and he's thinking these big thoughts about, about God, the enormity of God, the pervasive nature of God's presence. It's a good thing to do what he does, and it's it's a good model to follow it. You know, in in the quieter times. And particularly between Christmas and New Year, why don't you take this time to to ponder and muse about the big things of who God is and and, and what God has done and what God provides for us. And so he asks, where can I go from your spirit? Where where can I flee from your presence? That's his questions. But but then he answers his own questions because he, he knows the penetrating nature of the presence of God. God is everywhere, in the heavens, in the depths, the moment of dawn at the at the far side of the sea. It's interesting that he mentions the sea because the Israelites were terrified of the sea. They were not seafarers uh, apart from the Sea of Galilee and typically they did not venture much beyond their coast. So this was a big fear. But even in that big fear, God was there. He couldn't go any further out to sea than he could imagine where God wasn't. Then, of course, from verses 
11 to 12 is where we bump into the darkness and the light. This is not just a passing comment. This is a reiteration of a theme, making the point over and over again. And what's the big theme? Simply this, that darkness is not a barrier to God. Let me repeat that. That darkness is not a barrier to God. And if you hear nothing else from me today or from this whole service, listen again to that main theme. That darkness is not a barrier to God. Look at what David says. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like day for darkness is as light to you. So here King David knows a profound truth that God's presence is not hidden. It's not prevented. There is nothing that can stop it. Even darkness is easily penetrated by God, a human barrier that is no barrier to God. You don't need me to tell you that in our world there is lots of darkness. And I think, not to be a, not to be a doom bringer, but I think that it's going to increase. So don't be surprised when you see and hear things in the future, things that are detasteful and ugly and degenerative. This is the way we are headed as more people disregard the ways of God and fulfill their own desires, meeting desires in themselves that disrespect and disregard others, that even hurt others. We'll see more of that, more chaos, more, 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 more. It'll increase and keep on going. But darkness is no barrier to God. An actual darkness or, or, or a metaphoric darkness, it makes no difference. Darkness is not dark to God. How awesome is this news? Darkness is not dark to God. Even on a grand scale, a worldwide scale, darkness is not dark. This is what King David is telling us, that the night will shine like day as God's presence penetrates and permeates right into the darkness. On a grand scale. Huge scale, on a global scale, worldwide scale. But then then think about our society, those things that are taking place in our country and our state, you know, our, our sort of area. The same applies. Because there are things happening that we do not like, that are distasteful, that, that we do not agree with. Of course there is. But darkness is not dark to God. He penetrates the night and brings the light, even in our society, even on a on a statewide or a, or a nationwide sort of um, way and understanding. God brings light into the darkness. That's the promise of God. But let's bring this closer to home. Let's let's bring this like because you know I'm speaking to you from my home, my family home. Let's think about our families, because in every family, no matter no matter who you are. In every family, there is struggles and hardship, troubles and and conflicts. That's who we are as as people, who we are as humans. And it it might be that we can say, yes, God, I believe you can help the world and I believe you can help our society. And I have no problems praying into our society and in the problems of the world. 
but I'm not so sure you could help my family. Of course, yes, you could help things that are far away and far removed from me and I pray into them and I trust that you can do that. But things close, I, I am not so sure about that, God. For someone else, yes, but for me, I'm not sure that's true. But that's not what's being said here. In these just these few verses of this psalm, what we're being told is that we can go nowhere where God is not, that we cannot escape from the goodness, the permeating presence of God, his love and his mercy and his care and his support, even for you. And see how close I'm getting in the camera because it's for you, your family, your situation, the people you live with and you share life with, whoever they are. Even in your family, even in, in your messed up family, as, as messed up as it is and as chaotic as it is and, and the issues going on with this, as painful as, as it is, God's light comes and his presence brings that light into the darkness, into the hurt that you carry. How good is that? And of course... We think about us, don't we? Personally, us as individuals. Because it's true for us too. No matter what our self-talk says, no, no, no matter what we know to be true about who we are, what we believe about ourselves, because sometimes we are tempted to believe that we are destined to live in the shadows for the rest of our lives or that we've acted in such a way that it has precluded us from the presence and the love of God. And we think that everyone else gets to enjoy God, but not us, that we are a part of God's forgiveness, that we are not able to qualify for God's mercy, that something that we have done, said, thought, acted in the past has pushed us away and we are not accepted to God. This is how we often think. I know because I listen. When I hear. Yet King David, who if you know anything about his past and his sin, was totally the right one to be precluded from his presence. Yet he pens this beautiful psalm that says the opposite. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me. Hide me from what? From all his sin, from, from, from the stuff that he doesn't want God to find out. Then the light becomes night around me. Even darkness will not be darkness to you. How good is that? Nowhere to escape. God knows it all and accepts us all and brings us into the light and doesn't leave us as we were, but transforms us bit by bit into who we are becoming. It is the good news of the gospel. You know, the greatest assurance and the greatest reason we have to know the certainty that God has conquered the darkness and the life is, is the, the darkness um, by his life and his death and his resurrection. By Jesus coming into the world, by him living, and suffering and taking on the sin of the world and transforming us through his death and bringing us into light because of his resurrection. It's so good. That tells us, his life, death and resurrection tells us with absolute certainty that this promise is true. What David was musing about and reflecting theologically about, it tells us it's true. True for us, 
for anyone who wants to claim for themselves. True for our world, our society, true for our families, true even for you and for me. How good is that? It's true for us. It's true for you. Even you listening to this in your car or watching this on YouTube or, or trying to comprehend this, it's true. That Jesus brings his light into your life. My friends, I'm sure you get the point I'm making. It's the same as the reading from John chapter 1 verse 5 last week. Let me read it to you again. Such a beautiful verse. Assures us of so much. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. It's true for us. It's true for you. It's true for me. It's true for all of us. Let's live as people of the light. Let's walk into the light. Let's not be scared of the darkness, whatever is going on around us. Let's not be threatened by the darkness. Let's pray that the light penetrates it and that we get to see it. Let's be people of hope. That we live a life of light that others might see. My prayer for you this Christmas time is that you will be true in the light and that light will shine on the, on you and on those you love. Let me lead you in prayer. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your light to us. Thank you there's nowhere we can go that you aren't. That you bring to us this, this extraordinary gift. Your entrance into the world, bringing light, herald, heralded by angels in glory and stars and, and so much. And praise you and we worship you. Lord, don't let us be, be, be rattled, worried, taken aback by darkness. But let us remember, darkness flees from your presence. The darkness cannot overtake the light, only light overtaking darkness. Help us to see that and to live that and to be part of that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And so I want to lead you in a celebration of communion. And I want us to, to, to remember that moment when darkness became light. And it looked like darkness had threatened to take over and to win. Mm-mm. It was Friday. But then Sunday came. And so if you've got your communion elements, then I encourage you to get them and we'll share in communion together. As we remember on the night when Jesus was betrayed and how he was with those who were close to him, those who loved him the most. And he took the bread and having blessed it, he broke it. He said, thank you, God, for this which you have brought forth from the earth. Do this and remember me, for this is my body broken for you. So we take the bread in remembrance that Jesus' body 
was broken for us and we eat it and we say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your body broken. Thank you that your brokenness means our wholeness. That in this you take away our darkness and bring us life. And so we take the bread and we remember Jesus' body broken. Please eat. Please share it amongst those around you and please eat as we remember. And so in the same way, at the end of the night, Jesus takes the cup. And again, having blessed it, he passes around it to his friends. He says, this is the cup of a new covenant. Cup of my blood shed for you. Drink this and remember me. So we do. We break the bread. We drink the cup. We remember his death. That darkness was around. We remember the resurrection, that light has come. And we remember with forward expectation what is to come, that you will come in full glory and that light will overtake everything. So we drink this in remembrance of you and we praise you and we thank you. Please drink as we share together. Jesus, we praise you for your bloodshed for us. We thank you for what this means. So much more than we could ever realise. Help us to see just a little bit more into the darkness. Penetrate it with your light and bring that to us. Help us to live as people of the light, empowered by you, by your goodness and your mercy on our life. Show us, Lord. Show us the way. And lead us that we might be light bearers for others around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so let me bless you with these words. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the friendship of the Spirit be with you this day and forevermore as you bask in the light of God. Go in peace, my friends. Amen. Have a great week and thank you for joining us and we'll see you again. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to the Seeds Church podcast. We hope you join in with us next week. For more information, you can visit our website at seedschurch.org.